48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The WHO plans to meet with South African health officials after a new and highly transmissible new coronavirus variant emerges. The chief executive says Hong Kong is making progress towards restoring cross-border travel with the mainland. And news of the latest COVID variant sends shockwaves through Asian markets. Britain is halting all flights from South Africa and five other countries in the region in response to the discovery of a highly transmissible new coronavirus variant. The variant is linked to Southern Africa, but earlier this month it was found in Hong Kong in two people quarantined at the Regal Airport Hotel. One of them, a man, is believed to have brought it in from South Africa. Experts there say the variant has spread rapidly among students in the city of Pretoria. Professor Ravi Gupta advises the British government on emerging respiratory viruses. He says it's essential to prevent the new strain from becoming widespread. Unfortunately, I do believe this virus has probably spread already, both locally in Southern Africa and internationally. And it will be now imperative that countries step up surveillance activities and, of course, screening of travellers in order to rapidly identify and isolate those individuals to prevent seeding in different countries until we know more about this variant. The measures imposed by the by Britain have been criticised by some health officials. Dr John Nkengasong is the director of the Africa Centres for Disease Control and Prevention. The restrictions imposed always make it difficult to coordinate uh, a response. It makes it difficult to collaborate and it makes it difficult to cooperate. But it doesn't help uh, in no way that I can imagine has never helped reduce the spread of any variant across the world. Experts from the World Health Organization are due to meet South African officials today. Here's the BBC's Fergus Walsh. This is a time for global concern, but not yet alarm. The new variant was formally identified only three days ago. Genetic analysis shows it has twice the number of mutations as Delta, the dominant variant worldwide, including around 30 changes to the spike protein, which the virus uses to break into human cells. Crucially, there is no evidence yet that the variant causes more severe disease, or that it makes vaccines less effective. But the speed of the travel restrictions show how seriously the threat is being taken. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she hopes as many people as possible will soon be allowed to enjoy quarantine-free travel across the border. The CE was speaking at a forum after mainland anti-epidemic experts agreed that Hong Kong people can soon enter the mainland again without having to quarantine. Mrs Lam described a meeting between the experts and SAR officials on Thursday as a milestone. She said her administration will strive to quickly finish preparatory work, including the introduction of a health app for contact tracing and so that people can prove their health status. We hope the preparatory phase will be as short as possible so the border can be reopened as soon as possible and the quota will be as much as possible. But I still can't tell you today when it will happen. The Court of Appeal has set a hearing for March next year to handle Tong Ying Kit's appeal against his conviction and sentence for terrorism and inciting secession. Tong was the first person convicted under the national security law. Jimmy Choi reports. Tong was jailed for nine years in July for driving a motorbike into a group of police officers last year while carrying a protest flag that read, 
Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times. During his appeal on March the 22nd and 23rd, he will be represented by senior counsel Clive Grossman and barristers Tessa Chan and Stephen Kwan. Mr Kwan replaces Lawrence Lau, Tong's lawyer in the trial, and one of 47 activists facing subversion charges over Lechco primary polls last year. The prosecution will be represented by Acting Deputy Director of Public Prosecutions Anthony Chow and Acting Assistant Director of Public Prosecutions Ivan Zhang. Mr Grossman says the trial judges misunderstood and overlooked some witness testimony and evidence. He says they plan to present the testimony of three to four witnesses, including police officers and history professor Lao Chi Pang, who served as the prosecution expert witness in the trial. The head of the University of Hong Kong Shenzhen Hospital, Lo Cheng Mao, has admitted that there have been hiccups in the renewal of its contract, but described them as just small storms. The 10-year contract between the university and the hospital was originally due to expire in July, but has been temporarily extended to the end of this year. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Dr Lo said some terms had to be revised, but talks have been held up for several reasons, including the pandemic, personnel changes and delays in management's administrative works. But he said he's confident an agreement will be reached soon because it's impossible for them to cease operation. Australian police and soldiers have begun arriving in the Solomon Islands to help restore order following two days of widespread rioting. An Australian minister said two dozen police were already on the ground. They were requested by the Solomon Islands authorities. Anti-government protesters have burnt down several government buildings in the capital, Honiara. The demonstrators want the Prime Minister to resign, accusing him of neglecting some islands. Gina Kikaya is a local journalist. We are expecting more troops to arrive today, but this morning we thought that things would quieten down a bit, but it did not. We just heard information that there's still burning and looting taking place in the eastern side of Honiara, where most of the um, demonstrations are taking place now. AFP reported that Solomon Islands police have fired tear gas and warning shots to disperse rioters trying to reach the private residence of the Prime Minister. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has called on France to take back people who crossed the Channel to reach the UK. He has written to the French president, setting out steps to prevent more deaths after 27 people drowned when their dinghy capsized on Wednesday. The BBC's Chris Mason has more details of Mr Johnson's deals. Proposals. He's suggesting joint patrols in boats in the channel, joint patrols in the air over the channel, and also joint patrols on the French side, on French beaches. The other big thing he wants is what's known as a returns policy. In other words, that those people who arrive on small boats are taken straight back. He wants an agreement in the long term with the European Union, in the shorter term with France. Three people have been arrested in Russia following an accident in a Siberian coal mine that's known to have killed more than 50 people. The mine's director and two other managers are being held on suspicion of safety violations. There are conflicting reports about what caused the accident. Some investigators say a gas leak led to miners being suffocated, while other officials blame a methane gas explosion. The Brazilian government is to deploy the Navy and federal police to disperse hundreds of illegal miners searching for gold on the Madeira River in the northern state of Amazonas. The vice president said the miners would be detained and have their equipment seized if they remained in the area. The state authorities say more than 600 rafts have gathered in the area in the past two weeks after reports that gold had been discovered there. 
News of the latest COVID variant sent tremors through Asian markets, including the SAR. Hong Kong blue chips plunged more than 500 points this morning. Macau gaming shares and tech stocks were among the biggest losers. A director at Amber Hill Capital, Jackson Wong, says other negative factors are also weighing on the market. Towards the end of the month, with the uh, future settlement close by and also the um, turnover is low, there were negative news hitting the market from several ways. First, the COVID-19 situation around the world is worsening. And also from Hong Kong perspective, we also have uh, worries about the uh, China property stock still. The Everground episode is still going on. We have not solved the problem and uh, more regulations on the platform economies, companies. Japan lost almost 3%, Australia was down 2%, and South Korea was down more than 1%. Private home prices have edged down for a second consecutive month. Government data shows October home prices slipped 0.9% from September when they dropped marginally on a month-on-month basis. But compared to a year ago, prices were still up more than 3%. Flats under 1,075 square feet fell the most, down nearly 0.9% from September, while prices for homes bigger than that size were less than a tenth of a percent lower. Revised figures for the previous two months shows that home prices peaked in August instead of July. October saw rents snap a seven-month rising streak, slipping 0.3% from the previous month. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,218. That's 515 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $65 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 114.64 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 37 cents. To sports now, and Hong Kong women's cricket team will go for another win today at the T20 World Cup qualifying tournament in Dubai. They're getting ready to play Bhutan a day after beating Malaysia. Hong Kong have two wins and one loss from the three games. The leaders UAE will go for a fourth straight win when they play Kuwait. The top team advanced to the global qualifiers. The Australian cricketer Tim Payne is taking indefinite leave from the game. He quit as captain of the Australian test side last week when an investigation over text messages that he sent to a woman four years ago became public. Here's the BBC's Eleanor Oldroyd. It's a week since Tim Payne resigned the Australian test captaincy in a tearful press statement following an investigation into sexually explicit text messages he sent to a female colleague four years ago. He had been due to play for his stateside Tasmania today with a view to joining the Ashes squad for the first test in Brisbane. But in a statement, Cricket Tasmania said Payne would be stepping away from the game for the foreseeable future. His manager, James Henderson, tweeted that Payne would take an indefinite mental health break, adding that he was extremely concerned for his and his wife Bonnie's well-being. Meanwhile, Australia named paceman Pat Cummins as their test cricket captain and Steve Smith as vice-captain. Cummins becomes the 47th captain of the Australian men's test team, while Smith returns to a key leadership role, having been forced to stand down as skipper for his part in the Sandpapergate ball tampering scandal of 2018. In football news, Manchester United are close to appointing Ralph Rangnick as their interim manager on a six-month contract. The German is poised to join United but won't be in charge this weekend for the game against Chelsea as he waits for his work permit. United have agreed terms with Ragnik, but not with Lokomotiv Moscow, where he's head of sports and development. He replaces Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Old Trafford. More from the BBC's Simon Stone. 
the word very much from Manchester United has been that they want to bring in a permanent manager, a permanent successor to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the summer. They want to use this time to give themselves some breathing space to allow that process uh, to happen in a more measured way than even maybe the one that Solskjaer uh, installed as permanent manager, you know, two or three months after he took over as as an interim following Jose Mourinho's exit in 2018. And maybe a lot of people would argue that what has happened today is the kind of process, I suppose, that Manchester United should have undertaken uh, in the wake of Mourinho's departure and, and didn't. So maybe it's worked out for the best for Manchester United, but it certainly seems as though Ranić will come in to the end of the season and knows full well that he will not be manager of Manchester United at the start of next season. The Arsenal boss, Mikel Arteta, says he wants to bring Arsene Wenger back to the club in some capacity and has already spoken to him about a possible return. Wenger is 72. He managed Arsenal for 22 years between 1996 and 2018, leading them to three English Premier League titles and seven FA Cups. Arteta spent five years playing under Wenger. Well, it's been a communication. I saw him uh, and I talked to him when... uh, when we went to see the film, and uh, and it was incredibly pleasant to see him and and chat to him, and uh, and hopefully we can bring him close because um, I think he would have a, a great time just seeing the environment that he can create around him when he's uh, around this place because of the respect, admiration, and the love that everybody at the club has for for what he's done, and as well for what he represents as a person in this club. Uh, what I can say is that I would like him to be much closer personally to me because I think it will be a great help. I think it will be a great, great help for the club. And uh, and things take time. And I think um, I think he he has to dictate those timings. And um, what I can say is that from from my side, and I can tell I think on behalf of everybody that we will be delighted to have him um, much closer. To the weather forecast, fine and dry, moderate northeasterly winds fresh tonight. The outlook for the rest of the week mainly fine for the next few days, but winds will strengthen from the north in the middle of the week and it will be cool in the morning and at night. Temperatures will fall further in the latter part of next week. At the observatory, it's 24 degrees with the relative humidity at 50%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The WHO plans to meet with South African health officials after a new and highly transmissible new coronavirus variant emerges. The chief executive says Hong Kong is making progress towards restoring cross-border travel with the mainland. And news of the latest COVID variant sends shockwaves through Asian markets. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon, the very last one of the week. The 26th of November is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brood this morning. On today's 123 show, you'll be able to hear one of the charities that we're supporting for this year's Operation Santa Claus. We'll be hearing about the Hub Children and Youth Centre. And Radio 3 intern Abe Venkiti Raman met up with their executive director, Josephine Leung, and we'll be hearing about the charity's project, which is called STEMS Spark Kids, building a STEM academy. That'll be just after the two o'clock news. And before all of that, we're going to be hearing about an upcoming event called TEDx Tin How Woman with the co-founders Jen Flowers, along with Daniela Lopez, as they take us a little bit more behind the scenes. They'll be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. And of course, we love hearing from you as well. Feel free to weigh in. Feel free to join us. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk. That's 123show at rthk.hk. 